You're listening to Behind the Mic with Susan Finch and E.J. Alspa as we give you tips to help make your podcast more successful. Hey everybody, Susan Finch here, your host today for Behind the Mic, part of FunnelRadioChannel.com. It is our series for helping those that are putting on podcasts, part of podcasts, want to be on podcasts, or just want to learn about podcasting. And today I have Lucina Jensen, and she is part of the interview valet, and she stands out to me. They are a booking company, but they're more than that. And I am bombarded because we produce so many shows. I probably get 15 to 30 emails a day from booking agents saying, oh, this person would be great on your show. They've never listened to the shows. They've never done anything. All they see is the title. Maybe they like the person that's the host, whatever it is. And it's really not a fit. And I get so torn. Lucina, before we get into that, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. So it's, it's an honor to be here with you. Well, I think about all the times I'm having to say polite, no thank yous. And even that can be daunting some days. Like Mm -hmm. I'm so tired of being polite when I didn't ask you to find me somebody in the first place and not you personally, because I like who you send me, but so many, it's such a bad fit. Is that typical that nobody responds to you guys and they just throw you away? I mean, it happens because, you know, relationships and when you're building relationships with new people via email and they've never heard from you before, maybe they know who Interview Valet is. It takes a few tries. And I think the reason is exactly what you just said. If we don't hear back from them, it could be that they're just being bombarded by so many different agencies or they're not clear about how things work and they just don't have the time to find out. Like there are some people I think are concerned that it may, there may be a cost factor involved. So we do what we can to, to get them as much information as possible when we first do some outreach or we find unique ways to do that so we can get some type of a response. Well, I'm happy to not be what you are. And that's a booking agent. I prefer to produce, to coach the guests, to coach the hosts Mm -hmm. and to help them have a really successful show and help their teams. The part you do is the part I don't like doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy when I can find somebody like you, but your whole company, you're of high quality as far as booking agents. You go beyond what most do and you actually do the research, which is critical because otherwise when we get these emails, we all only have so much time to promote our shows, promote our hosts, promote everybody. And if we are spending all of our time responding to mismatches, unsolicited emails, that's time we cannot be promoting our shows. And so that becomes actually kind of annoying. And I become a little agitated. I'm like, ah, forget that. I'm so tired of people not doing research before they send things to me. And you and I have spoken so many times. You've sent me some great guests and they're always professional. They always follow up. They show up on time, which is a big deal too. I've had some booking agents. I tried a couple out and their guests didn't show up. And the agent said, oh, that's on me. I forgot to tell him. And I just wanted to cringe. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Well, and just to kind of clarify for, you know, your listeners is we don't look at ourselves as booking agents. or Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to misspeak that way. I hope I didn't offend you. Although that's okay. 
No, no, that's okay. Uh, so I just wanted to draw that distinction. Mm-hmm. But th- that is obviously one aspect of what we do. And obviously not, um, it's obviously an important aspect of what we do, but it's not the thing we do. We do so many other things that we know that we, we can't be looked at just as a booking agency. There's so much more. Maybe that's why uh, I like the, you so much. Tell me everything. <laughs> tell me what sets you guys apart from these other people that are bombarding me. Right. Well, I think first things first, one thing that we really look at with the other agencies in the industry is everyone is bringing something to the table. And, and we look at it as, are they bringing something positive or negative? And that isn't really up to us to judge when it comes to that. But we know that we've spent a lot of time refining our processes and we've got a lot of data to a point where we're able to specialize in what we do, right? And that's why a lot of people like working with us because we specialize and there's so much more that goes into it. One thing that you had mentioned in your blog post was about, I guess, a little bit about the guest preparation and and research for shows, right? And when a client comes to us, we do a lot to get them prepared for those interviews, which is why you've experienced that they show up on time, they're prepared, their content is, they're not there to just sell, they're there to provide value, right? So everything we do from start to finish prepares them for that. And the first thing is, is depending on where they come from, you know, we send them a welcome kit with a professional mic. We have a series of videos that they can tap into to learn. So that goes back to putting the onus on them where they can learn how to be the best guest, how to get the most other interviews, right? What kinds of calls to actions do they want to have and, and all of that. And so they get to, to tap into that training and then they get, they also have our team, right? So they've got their own dedicated account manager and then they do a walkthrough interview. So before their campaign goes live, they get a a walkthrough interview with our founder, Tom Schwab. And so that when they, when their campaign is live, they are ready to go and they understand what's going on. And the next thing that's really important for that process is they have an individual dashboard system where everything about the show goes in there. So we've got a brief sheet and everything that they need in order to be prepared, like who they're dealing with, who's the host, what's the show. I can find the podcast. If I have time, I'm going to listen to a few episodes, you know, things like that. What are they doing on social media? I'll connect with them. So we give them everything they need to be truly successful at that interview to bring value to everyone. And I think, so we do all that part of it. The other key part of it here too, that I wanted to mention was we do the feedback. I don't know if you recall, but we get the feedback from the host, from the guest, and then this helps them to continue to improve. So we know like what went well, what didn't go well. Oh, that was totally on point. Okay, great. We're on the right track. And it's just super helpful. And then of course the guest themselves knows they can do their own self-evaluation. Well, you know, I probably could have done better with this or whatever the case may be. That's amazing. And then of course, built into our process is bringing clients on is that we look for people who align with our values and our mission, right? And, you know, our mission is to introduce inspiring thought leaders to millions of people. They can serve for the betterment of all. And so it starts even with the sales process, 
I work on that side of the team as well. So I met you through the podcast relationship manager side. And the other hat I wear is I am a client success consultant. And I, I work with people in sales and built into our process is to make sure that we're bringing the right people that align with that on. So it's not people that are, we're just trying to sell them on anything. That's not the, the approach that we take. We want to make sure that yes, they align, but does it work for them? And will it work for us? And will it work for our hosts? And we look at the whole picture. So, so everybody, isn't your client? Not everybody. Nope. That's nope, good. Not everybody. <laughs> That's good. I mean, that I love hearing that. <laughs> if you're picky, that helps me trust more too. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you've already vetted the people that, oh my gosh, they'd be terrible. You don't want to be putting terrible people out there. I also appreciate that you send us samples or links to past episodes they've been on for other hosts. And that's really helpful. It isn't just, oh, here's their one sheet. You know, here's, listen to their voice. Listen to how they engage. That's very helpful to us as, you know, people considering, because I manage it for all the hosts. So I have to first vet it, then send it to them. Right. And if I think it's a good match, I will say that. But then from there, it's up to them whether they follow up with you guys or not. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. otherwise it's too much coordinating. And I'm not there. I don't book their guests. That's for their team. That's not the piece we do. So I kind of become that middle person that just wants to, okay, let's just shove that over there or throw it away. <laughs> but you made reference to the blog post I did. Your company actually inspired me to write this. Right. And all, the, and all the pieces that you guys do, but you and I also talked about, we want to clarify for people. And this is probably true with a lot of agencies that do some of the services you do. How much is on you guys, but it's not magic. The guests still have some things to do mm-hmm. and they need to, they can't just, it's kind of like when people build a website, it's like, oh, nobody's going to my website. I put it up there. when did you put it up there? Two years ago. Have you done anything since? Have you written more? Have you done outreach? Have you done emails? It's no different. Your episode guest is just content. So what are you going to do with that content afterward? What are you going to do with that brief relationship you had? Are you continuing it? Do you want to be Mm -hmm. part of that? And you have to make those decisions. Was it a terrible experience? Was it a great experience? If it was great and you like the people they hang out with and you like how they promote you, what's your part? So Lucina, tell me from that blog post too. And I know there are a lot of things that I said to ask, you know, the agency, the firm, whatever it is. And it doesn't mean you have to do it all, mm-hmm. but I want people to ask these questions, folks. And I'll put the link in this podcast episode post. I'm going to go through this rather quickly. It doesn't mean that this firm should do it for you, but you need to know if they do not, because mm-hmm. if they do not, you need to do it. Right. Otherwise you've just wasted everybody's time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good point. Thank you for drawing that distinction because I think we were, we were looking over some of the points and we think that some of the points you made were really great, but we always circled back to, we just don't do everything. There's just, you know, and the reason is if you have an agency that does everything on that list, they're probably not good at any of those things. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. 
Right. And so a firm like ours, because we are a boutique production agency and I like being boutique because I love being so hands-on and engaged with each of our hosts, which each of their shows, their audiences, crisscross promotion. I love all of that. It becomes kind of like a little podcast family of people that we are in alignment with. Mm -hmm. And so we do some of the things on this list, but I still want you guys to ask. So, you know, and you need to know all these questions and I'll edit that a little bit. If you want, Lucina to say, you don't have to do all this as a firm, but somebody does. Mm -hmm. So let's start with number one, who gets the full transcript. And I mean, a good transcript, you guys can do free ones on word and in office 365, you're going to spend two hours editing a half hour show though, because it's so bad. Pay the money, get rev.com, get one of the good ones. The ones that do it just from AI, you still have to edit it or you will be embarrassed if you copy paste. Go ahead. You had a thought. Oh, yeah. And actually I was going to say something too. What's the value in having the transcript, right? So that depends on the person. It depends on how they want to repurpose the content. They really want to do a quick turnaround on the blog posts and things like that. You know, we do see that value there. However, that is not something I think like you, and you mentioned that there is AI um, as well. Um, for example, we use fireflies.ai for everything. Now I know it's not a hundred percent perfect and uh, does pick up some funny um, words, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so you are going to be doing some editing, but the really nice thing about that is, you know, you get the meat and potatoes of it for the most part. Yes, you're right. going to have to do a bit of editing, but it's better than having to go back and, and write it. Right. And that is not something that we do. And a lot of the shows don't actually have the transcripts. They're not going to hire someone and right. pay that extra cost either. Right. And I know for but our good shows- point, you could go to rev.com or something like whoever, that. Whoever, it depends on how much you want to edit, like you said. And there's some that sometimes mm-hmm. you just want it for the points quickly to spark- you to write some writing prompts. It's like, I can't remember the numbers they said there. And any service you guys use, if right. you're, if you have numbers in your transcripts, please go back and listen to make sure, because if you were quoting numbers, you do not want to be embarrassed later. Number two, who gets you the embed code from the episode? Once it appears, is that up to your agency that's helping getting you the appearance? Is it up to somebody like me that's producing it? Is it up to your team or is it up to you? Or should the host send it to you? But you need that embed code so you can include that in a blog post. It also gets the numbers up for the host that was willing to have you on for free on their show because it gets them more plays. So that's a courtesy. Is there an RSS link to the show? Listen, that's something that you guys may or may not provide. The RSS link is nice because we use that to... Mm-hmm automatically post. I know we have one show in particular, Chris uses a booking agent, Chris Beal. And sometimes though I go and I get the show and we make a whole feed just of all the shows he's been on to promote them all. And we automatically tweet those out. So it's not always about us. So that's a reason why you'd want that. Number four, are the promotional graphics that were used? Who gets those? Do you need to ask the host? Do you guys get those Lucina? Well, we do in many of the, in many cases. So I think you and I talked about this before, correct me if I'm wrong, but so our team actually follows when the episode goes live, right? So we can get that link. Yeah, it's huge. So we can get that link for our client, but the client doesn't even have to email us for it. They can log into their dashboard and they can see the link and everything they need there. There 
And the hosts, for example, depending on who they're used to having a relationship with, which is often, you know, someone like myself, one of the podcast relationship managers, or if they communicate with the account manager a lot, they'll send over any of the graphics and images and links to promote and all that stuff. So usually because we have that relationship, it's not really pulling teeth to have to go out and try to get all of that. But we have a team that follows and follows up on it, finds out when is the expected live date, and then we get everything for the client. And not every show has graphics and they don't have a team and they don't do any of those things, but that you guys follow up makes a big difference. So we don't have to remember as the host, like I did you the favor. I put them on your show, you know, on my show. That's enough. (laughs) Well, hosts, you can be cocky like that if you want, but if you want the show promoted, make it easy for people, send it to whoever your contact was that got you that guest, send them the package, make it super easy for them. If you get the transcript, send all of it because they are going to pass that along and it'll get added in more places and get shared out. And not all agencies like yours do that, Lucina. Most, I never hear from them again. They don't even realize I've had their guest on unless I told them because even the guest didn't tell them. And so there's Mm -hmm. no follow-up and it stuns me. It's like, really? You went through all that trouble. You got on, but you didn't even realize that they were on my show if I didn't tell you. That's (laughs) some drop balls. (laughs) Yeah. And again, it just, you know, it just goes back to a lot of the agencies tend to be one man or two, two man shows, or, you know, it could be women too. (laughs) I think some of them are females and they're doing everything. They're doing the sales, the onboarding, the setting everything up and reaching out to hosts. And again, how good can you get at any of those if you're doing it all right. And if you have a, even if you have 50 clients and it's just one or two of you. I mean, our team has a lot, you know, probably at least double or more at that's at, at one time. And we have a large team, right. Right. So it kind of comes down to, do they want to implement a bigger, larger system to do it? And I don't think that what they do doesn't work. I, I think it works for some people, but again, I haven't, asked anyone in particular. We've had people come to us who have said, look, I was with these other agencies, not, I'm not as happy. I need more. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. so it really depends on your goals too. Right. So we're going to slam through a few of the rest of these though, so we can get to more of the conversation. Sure. Let's see. Number five, what are the links on all the podcast apps venues for your specific episode? You already said you add that, you add that into their dashboard, which is great. Mm-hmm. Has your profile been added to sites like Podchaser, which is free, podchaser.com as a creator. And chances are no agency sets that up. We set that up for our hosts because that's part of our full service thing that we do. Mm-hmm. Because setting up those profiles allows for more cross-linking, more SEO goodness. Do you have a playlist of your appearances? That's on you, guests. When you have been on shows, keep tra- track of all these. Keep a list I don't care if it's on drive, wherever your team can help you make playlists and share them out or put them on one page. These are some of the things, almost like an audio resume, put that out there. If you have playlists of shows you've been on and you like other episodes, something not about you, I would highly suggest you do that. And then you go at mansion and share those playlists out because that is how people will take notice of you as being super cool. Do you have all the social contests? Yes, Lucina, you said you have all the social contacts for them. Handled. Perfect. 
That's a nice package to give your clients. Mm -hmm. Is there a video version or clips you could share out? Very few people do that. Some do, especially those that are B2B and on LinkedIn. They are more apt to do a preview episode, to do a snippet, to do something on Instagram. Find out what those are to make sure you have those links and can also share them out as a courtesy. So that's on you guys. That's on me. That's on the, the guest. But guests, let's talk about the homework they need to do. You can only spoon feed them so much, Lucina. And mm-hmm. you've given them videos. You've trained them. You've coached them. <laughs> you have helped. What are some of the things that you wish more guests would do, though, after you've provided all these things? What do your clients do that are the most successful? So the clients that we find that are the most successful are the ones that, and again, this starts with our process and this process that we have from the beginning of when they meet with our sales team to when they become clients to the onboarding and all of that. They're the ones that just plug right into the system and without pushback, you know, obviously questions and, you know, those kinds of things, that's a little different it's important that you're clear on these things, right. but we're talking more about if you're resistant to the process, it just won't work. And so that resistance can be a lot of different things, not following some of the videos, maybe on the best offers and not putting the best offers out there. Like you've been coached on or not taking a little bit of time, at least just to look over the brief sheet we sent you. So, you know, who you're dealing with and who the audience is and all that kind of stuff. So I think you get the idea. So it really comes down to, you know, if you're more, the more resistant you are to the process, the harder it's going to be for you to get results and to feel like it's working. And so we've changed our process to make sure that our clients that we work with now, that they're excited at every stage of the game, that they're excited to meet with us and learn how their campaign is going, that they're, oh yeah, you know, they're excited about the videos or the guidance or the coaching. And then they just go all in, right? Right. And they do all of the things that they said they were going to do. They are there sharing we go. On social media, <laughs> right? They yes. they're sharing on social media. They are building those relationships. And you, it's really neat to see some of them connect like on LinkedIn and then see them sharing each other's stuff. And then amazing things just happen through that stuff that they do post interview. Right. Right. Uh, sometimes people think, well, I'll do the interview. And then when it goes live, like the sales and all this stuff will come. But it's like you said before, earlier on, it's the relationship you continue to build. You're going to be on their radar if you gave a great interview and you're in their, in their orbit. And so, yeah, so all of that, all of the above and more. <laughs> Guests that are hiring firms like Lucina's that are, you know, hiring interview valet or whoever it is, I can't express or push you hard enough before you are on a show, all hosts can tell when you have done no homework. Absolutely every time. And it's irritating. Again, these hosts are not charging you to be on their shows. They are paying though, to have their team edit the show, to put together all the materials, to get it for you. Do you understand folks what that costs some of these teams? It can be a big range and there are a lot of people involved. So do everybody a favor, do yourself a favor. So you are the great guest. Go listen to a couple of their own episodes of the show you're going to be on. Find guests similar to yours. 
connect with those guests too and ask them, hey, how was the experience? Is there anything I need to know? Make sure and talk about if it's going to be weeks before you're on, go promote their shows that are coming up that you were not on. Be cool. Be remembered. Be kind. Do that. And that host is already going to be excited to have you on their show because you're doing your part. Remember, again, this is a free appearance in almost every single case with rare mm-hmm. exception. And ask That's them a really later. good point. And, and I just wanted to quickly say the one thing I think about mm-hmm. as well is like people are leveraging an, an existing audience, right? So it's their people, their yes. community that they've built, no matter how big or small. And they, so they've put a lot of hard work into that and they want to continue to nurture that group because that's important to them. So if there isn't that mutual sort of where I'm here to provide value and there's, and it, you know, everything comes full circle, it's going to be a lot harder for them to want to bring on more guests. Right. Right. So, and like you said, they don't have to have you on but they want to, because they want to provide value. And that's why they've invited you on in the first place. So like you said, it's a free opportunity in a sense to leverage their community, their audience, their, their people. And don't think too, that that's going to be magic guests that just because they have a big following, you might not resonate with them and shame on you if you don't. And you should have taken a pass then on the appearance or said, "Mm, that's probably not a great fit for me. I've listened to their show, Lucina, can we pick somebody else? And you have to be that honest because you don't want to burn those bridges because a host will totally appreciate that honesty. If you came back to a host and said, you know, I've been doing my research on your show before I'm on and I'm noticing I got to be careful. I want to make sure that this is a value to your audience. And I don't think what I have fits. Mm -hmm. Get your ego out of it. Be the gracious guest. Be the one who has been invited into this house that has been built by somebody else. And that's a really good point that you made there because in our process as well, because there are so many people who are looking out for the best interests of the host and the, and the client, and obviously our reputation that we have, there are times where we will book people on a show. And then even like at that point where the, the host has invited them on and then the account manager was like, Oh no, that was a mistake. We, we, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this would not be good for them. So we're all, our hands are always in that every step of the way. When I receive clients to introduce to other shows or shows that I currently have relationships with, even then I'm looking out, is this going to work? I'm looking at the podcast episodes. I'm reading the description, even if I've read it a hundred times, you know, (laughs) because I want to make sure it's going to be a win for everyone. Right. So again, get your egos out of this and hosts after you've had one of these people that you've never met before on your show, (laughs) Mm -hmm. usually it's somebody you've never heard of for the most part until you've done a little bit of research and said, okay, please give the feedback to the agency that found them for you and include the guest in that. No blind copies, no anything. Be upfront, be kind, find something positive to say, sandwich it in there somehow. But to say, this was probably not a great fit. They were super cool and nice and blah, 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 but it wasn't the best fit. Or it was amazing. Can we do a part two follow-up in a couple months? Give that as well, because you've already gone through this process with them. You know what they're like to interview. Why not have them back on? Why not have more people like them? Hey, they were great. Do you have any more like that? That was perfect. Love their energy. 
or love their information, wish they were perkier. Whatever that feedback is, these agencies can't help you host because you don't always have the time to find guests. Sometimes you just hit a dry spot or somebody cancels. How fun to have a few recordings in your back pocket for those times you have a no-show guest to be able to pull out one of these episodes that you've pre-recorded with somebody new that you're taking a chance on and to say, oh, it's okay. They canceled. I got somebody. I have this episode that we have edited, ready to go. I just think that's a great option to use services like yours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're really looking out for the best interests of everyone. Right. And then, yeah. So that's just important. I think we've, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean to keep going on about it, but that is, that is just very important to us. So. So if people want to be considered to be one of your clients, because you've already said everybody's not a fit, how can they find you? Just simply go to interviewvalet.com. They can go to interviewvalet.com, but better yet, they can go to interviewvalet.com forward slash FMG. So a specific page we've created just for this show. For our listeners. Yay. For your listeners. Yeah. Okay. So, and they've got three options when they get there. We have a 10 question assessment that they can do to see if they would make a good podcast guest. They can order a free copy of Podcast Guest Profits, which is known as the um, the Bible of podcast guesting. Or they can schedule a discovery call with, you may end up meeting with myself or the founder or another one of our team members. Can they do well. all three? <laughs> they can do all three if they want. Ooh, yep. <laughs> so cool. Such a nice package but without spending a dime yet, folks. Let's right. see if this is a fit for you. If you Mm -hmm. don't have the time or the team to help you get on shows that are a good match, first, you have to find the right agency that will take everything into consideration and make sure everybody's in alignment and won't drop the ball in the middle and won't just say one and done, chalk it up. I got another interview. Keep sending me checks. You want an agency that's going to be with you along the way and help you continue to build your reputation to continue to be of value because it makes them look good too. Mm -hmm. So consider them. Consider going to interviewvalet.com slash FMG for Funnel Media Group and pick one, pick all three options to get started to see if this is what I needed. That's what I needed to do because I had no time to do this part. I am so busy getting my own guests or I never want to have a show. I only want to be on shows and some people do that too. It's all up to you. That's a great place to start though to decide, hey, I want to have my own guests. I'm going to start a show and that's where we come in. You want to start a show? We're right here. You want to do one a month? Fine. Two a month is better. One per week is the best. It's a good rhythm. It gets you that reach and allows you to invite the guests that you want to have on to bring value to your audience that you're so carefully building. Mm -hmm. Lucina, thank you for being a guest today. I really appreciate your time. I know this is late for you in Italy and appreciate (laughs) you putting off dinner to do this interview. Oh, it's no problem at all. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. It was great. I really enjoyed our time together as usual. (laughs) (laughs) We do. We have some good visits. All right, Mm -hmm. everybody, you can find this show from behind the mic at funnelradiochannel.com. You can find it on the funnelradio.com site with all of the other shows we produce. Find us on social media. Find us in your favorite podcast venues. We are where you are and we want you to listen. Please share out this show with anybody that you think might find it of value. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio Channel. Never miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe at FunnelRadioChannel.com or in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, 
iHeartRadio, Spotify, Blueberry, TuneIn, and more.